Who knows what we're talking about tonight? Anybody? Beside the worship team? <laughs> Jada. Yes. Good job. Hi, I need some candy, Isaac. Where's the candy? <laughs> I know. You could have got that. Don't worry. You might get some more because I have a few more questions for you to start off. I should have gotten the candy before I started speaking, really, in truth. In truth, I should have. So, second question I have. Does any, can anybody here tell me what worship is? It's not a leader. And you can just take a guess. If you don't know, it's okay. There's like a guess. That's why we're talking about it tonight. Yes, Ellie? Good job. That's... That's a good part of it. Here, who, who got the other one? Jada. <laughs> All right. Can anybody tell me why we worship? I have two hands, so I'm going to go to you first. Great answer. Good job. Over there. Yeah. It's good. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, she, said to, she said, so we can praise. And then it was like, the Lord, is that kind of what you said? Yeah. Can anybody, does anybody know John? Amen, we were. Do you want some M&Ms? <laughs> I know you do. You got to answer a question to get M&Ms, though. Okay, so the last question I have for you is, do you guys know, anybody have the answer to why do we lift our hands? Because we've seen a few people lift their hands during worship. Oh, wow, many hands for that. Okay, I'm going to take a couple. I'm going to go with you. I know your name. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go all the way over there. You. Sorry, I should say names. I don't know why I'm Howie. <laughs> I know your names. I don't know why I'm not saying names tonight, Howie. <laughs> yeah, it's a good answer. Can I give out these M&Ms? These guys are doing great. <laughs> so, Nevaeh, surrender. Surrender's a good answer. Oops. <laughs> and then I'll do one more, Avery. Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah. All right, guys, quiet, quiet over there. She did, you just hear her answer? Can you say it again, Avery? Feel the presence of God. It's a good answer. So those are all really good answers, right? I mean, it's kind of like a very open-ended, you know, you could say many things to fill in the blank for that question. But did you have a question? Oh, do you have a Okay, <laughs> Abby. <laughs> Um, but I really want to talk about what worship is. Those are the things I'm going to be talking about. What it is, why we worship, what the purpose of it is, and a couple of things that have to do with worship. So before I start, I wanted to share a little bit of my story with you guys because it's kind of important. I'll call you out, guys. Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> Spilled pop. Gotcha. Darn it. Anyway, 
I get really, just so you guys know, I get very easily distracted. So that's why I, I say I'm watching you because I get very distracted when I'm up here. So if you guys could focus as best as you can, I would really appreciate that tonight. And you guys are doing pretty great. So good job. <laughs> so starting from when I was your guys' age and, and I was not saved. I didn't know the Lord, and I didn't grow up in really a Christian home. I didn't have very much an understanding of the Bible. I didn't understand much about the fact that you can actually have a relationship with the Lord, let alone that you could praise God and you could worship him. To me, God was like this really distant figure who was just like sitting up there who, if I did good things, I'd get into heaven, which I'm sure a lot of us have heard that. Um, I was raised Catholic, which I would never, ever, ever um, be mad about that background because it gave me a foundation that there was a God, which a lot of people don't have that luxury, especially in the world that we're living in now. And so when I met my best friend, Michelle Hebert, in sixth grade, she was a Christian, and she had talked to me about going to a Bible group, or Bible camp is what it was. And I was like, yeah, I'll try this thing out. Sure, I'll go to Bible camp. I didn't really know, like, what I was doing and what I was getting myself into, mind you. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, that sounds good, but I, I just really didn't know what to expect. I just thought it'd be a fun thing. I, I was with my friend, and it sounded like we were just going to play games a lot, and that was more so what I was going for because I was a teenager, and those were my interests. So I was like, sure, I'll, I'll try it. I'll go. So I go to this Bible camp, and that was when I was introduced to the Lord, that I could have a relationship with him. So I gave my life to the Lord at that Bible camp with her. And I didn't really understand what it meant, so I kind of like fell away from the Lord and was just thinking, all right, well, I'm living for you, Lord, but really not living for him. You know, you're kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Like, I love you, Lord, but I'm going to live my life because I want to. And so it wasn't until two years later going into the, my freshman year of high school that I really gave my life to the Lord. And best decision I've ever made. And I haven't turned back since. But in that process of time, I had gone to a couple different churches. I was, like I said, raised Catholic. Then I went to Michelle's church, which is EV Free Church here in town. Um, and then we came to Abundant Life Fellowship's youth group. And I walk in the doors, and it's in the middle of worship. And I see all these people like this, raising their hands. And I'm like, oh, these guys are freaks. <laughs> I'm not even joking. My exact thought. I was like, I don't know what I just walked into. I don't know why I just came here. But this is freaking me out. I, I literally thought these people were a ton of weirdos. And I'm like, hmm. I don't really know about this. We'll take it a step further. Michelle then asks me, you play the keyboard. You should join the worship team. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I was like, these guys are weird, for one. I didn't tell her that, but that's what I was thinking. And I don't, I mean, I just gave my life to the Lord. I don't really know if it's for me. I don't know if this is something that I'm supposed to do. Not to mention, 
you wouldn't think now, but when I was in that, when I was a freshman in high school, I was really shy. Like, I would cry in front of people when I'd have to get up in front of people, that kind of shy, because I was so terrified of people. And so Michelle goes, yeah, you should try out. You should use your talent, and they need a keyboard player. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And ever since then, it took a process of time of learning about worship and what it was and why we do it for me to fully get an understanding. And now, fast forward to where I'm at now, I'm the worship leader of this church. And it's kind of amazing to see from then till now, you know, because I wouldn't have thought that I would be in this position walking into a youth group thinking these guys are a ton of freaks. So I can imagine there are some questions that you guys might have that I had when I was a freshman in high school. Like, why do we worship? What is the purpose of it? Like, why do we even do it? Why are people raising their hands? Like, what's the point of that? You know, and all sorts of questions after that. Like, there, there's a lot to probably ask about it and probably could get confusing when you see things and you don't understand them. So that's, that's my story, and I wanted to start with that because I do want to talk about what worship is. So I opened it asking you guys what you thought it was because I asked our staff the same question, and I'm going to read you some of their answers to that same question, which... Some of you had said some similar things, which is really cool. Um, but one of, one of them said, Worship is a time to honor God, focus on him, and surrender your heart that helps you gain focus. It's pretty good, right? Time to honor God, focus on him, and surrender your heart. Another staff person said, Worship is anything in your life that brings honor to God, whether that be through tithing, giving of your time or resources, helping someone in need or prayer, and spending time with God. That was a really good answer, I thought, and covered kind of all of the bases. I don't remember who said what either, so I can't tell you that. <laughs> Worship is a posture of the heart that brings honor and glory to God, whether that be in your speech, through your lifestyle, in your work, etc. That was another pretty good answer, I thought. And the last one was, Worship is a posture of your heart and or your life towards God where your life and the things you do actually act as a gift unto the Lord. Um, when you ask people that question, they could say a variety of things, and I'd say what the staff said was pretty accurate, but I feel like in our culture, um, we have lost the, the simple the simple action of giving honor and respect to something. Would you guys agree with that? Like in our culture and in our day and age, I mean, you see it with politics. You see it with, I mean, everything that's happened with COVID. There's been so much division and people feel like they can just walk up to other people and say whatever they want. There's a complete lack of a, like respect for authority in a lot of aspects. And it's almost like we've lost the ability to honor or respect or pay tribute to something. You know, if the president of the United States walked into the room, whether you agreed or not, if is Democrat or Republican, I know this is like not a lot pertaining to you, but if the president walked in the room, what would you do? Would you give him respect or would you throw things at him? I mean, I'd hope you wouldn't throw things at him, but <laughs> I would really hope, yes, Nevaeh. <laughs> 
you would, no. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> so, but it just goes to show you, you know, some people can't, in our culture, we've lost that ability to respect or to deeply honor something. I mean, sometimes even in the way that we honor parents or honor those that are in higher authority that we are. And so I'm going to boil that down to how we treat God. Like, God is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is sovereign and over everything. And we just treat him like we're pals or like it's nothing, you know. But he, he is... I ask why we worship because the first thing I say is it's because he's worthy. He's worthy because he, he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's, he is worthy of our worship. So I want to actually define it for you guys so that you can get a better understanding of what worship is. So I looked up the Greek and the Hebrew translation, which might just be nothing to you, but it helps you get like a foundation for what it actually means. Worship, by definition, means to bow down, to kiss the hand as a token of reverence, which is a pretty extreme illustration. Like, you, don't, you wouldn't like kiss the hand of the president, probably, <laughs> right? But that's, that's worship. Like, worship, when you worship something, the posture of bowing down and kissing the hand towards, that's what it means by definition in the Greek and the Hebrew. Um, it means to fall upon the knees and touch the ground with your forehead or to pay honor to. So what does that mean for us? Because when you think about worship, you're like, well, I don't know if I really want to do that when we're singing songs, you know. I don't want to kiss the ground. Maybe you do. <laughs> If you do, and the Lord asks you to show and worship that way, I'd hope you would obey, but that is a form. So, in summary, worship means to deeply respect, to honor, and to be in complete awe of the one you are doing it towards. So, you can technically worship other things, wouldn't you say? If you respect something, you can worship other things too? Yes? No? Maybe so? Yes, yes, you can worship other things because it's a posture. It's, it's like this, it's to deeply respect and to deeply honor something. It's a posture of your heart where it's like an action of affection towards something. It's a heart attitude, something that brings glory to the one whom you are doing it towards. So we see that sometimes with the way people think of authority too. I mean, we just talked about how sometimes We've lost that honor and respect in our culture, but you have seen the other side where people really, really honor him the other way, you know, and they're really into it in that regard. So worship is an action, and you can do it towards other things. So let's pull up some scripture, because I want to give you an example of it. And we're going to pull up Exodus 33, verse 10. So in the NIV, it says, Whenever the people saw the pillar of clouds standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their tent. So there's, a tr there's an example of worship. They stood and they worshipped the Lord. When the glory of the Lord came in, it was like a posture that they did. They actually did that. If you want to pull up John 4, verse 20 through 24, Josh. 
This one's a little bit longer, but I want you guys to pay attention to this one, if you could. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. So to give you a little bit of context with this scripture, Jesus is talking to a woman at the well, and she was kind of having this dialogue with him saying, our forefathers worshipped in this way, and this is how we worshipped and all that stuff. So he's having this conversation back and forth with this woman. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. So you can see in this passage, she kind of has this view of what worship is in her mind. You can go to the next one, Josh. Yet a time is coming and is now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. So based off of that scripture, what do you feel like Jesus was trying to tell them? Does anybody know? Do we need to pull it up again? Okay, so did you say kind of like he was worshiping the wrong thing? Is that what she said, Luke? I'm having a hard time hearing, basically, overall. Okay, yeah, it's a good guess. Does anybody else have an idea what that scripture was telling us? All right, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually it. So he was trying to show her that there wasn't just one way to worship God. Because back in the Old Testament, they had places where they actually worshipped. There were set-apart places, you know, where you actually went to worship God. And Jesus was trying to show her a higher understanding where you can actually worship God in spirit and in truth. And it comes from here. It doesn't, it isn't from a location. So based off of what that says that tells us that we can worship anywhere. Like, you can worship God just like by posturing your heart and putting God first in things in your life even. So, like, at school, like, if you put God first in your school, that's a posture of your heart of worship towards him where you are saying, God, I'm putting you first even in school. So he's kind of in that scripture trying to show you that you can worship him not in a location, but you can worship him in spirit. Like, it's a heart posture. It's about your heart. It's not about a location necessarily. So worship is a posture. That's what I want you guys to see. Worship is a posture of your heart that gives honor to someone or something. And in this case, I'm talking about the Lord. The Lord. <laughs> so my next question, my next thing I want to talk about is praise. Because you hear a lot of the times worship and praise are kind of like the same thing. Do you guys believe that or not? Are worship and praise the same thing? No. Zeke says no. What else do you think? 
gifts. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of question about that because a lot of people do think that worship and praise are the same thing, but what if I told you it's not? Yeah. So, praise by definition, again, I looked at the definition in the Hebrew and Greek, and not that it matters to you about Hebrew and Greek, but it's like the actual definition is to express with laudation, and laudation means loud, really loud, exuberant, admiration or approval towards something, the offering of grateful honor in words or song as an act of worship. So by that definition, we see praise is actually not the same thing as worship. It's an act of worship. So praise is the vocal, it's the loud, it's the clamorous, it's the singing, it's the loud, the clapping, celebratory part of worship. So when we're singing songs, what is that actually? It's praise. It's the vocal part of worship. It's still worship, but worship and praise are not the same thing because praise is the loud part. It's the expressive part where worship is more of a posture of your heart, like part of it. So I'm going to show you an example of that in Psalm 34, Josh, if you could bring that up. The Psalms talks about it a lot. So I'd encourage you guys to go read through the Psalms if you want to know a little bit more about praise, because David talks about it constantly, like almost in every scripture, (laughs) almost every single scripture he talks about praise. So he says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. So there it's the vocal part my lips. I will glory in the Lord and let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And then Psalm 149 says, sing, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. So a lot of things that are talking about celebration. Let them praise his name with dancing. Did you guys know that dance was a form of praise? Make music to him with timbrel and heart, for the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory, and let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths, again vocal, and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the people, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. So as a summary of that, praise is what? Vocal. Praise is loud. It's noisy. Praise is celebratory. It's exciting. It's like loud it's the loud part of worship like praise is expressive so when you see people singing they're praising they're also worshiping hopefully but (laughs) they're praising so they're this they're one and the same but they're two different very two different things very different things so another expression of praise which i'm going to tell you guys is lifting our hands like that's why you see a lot of people lifting their hands in worship is because when you lift your hands, hands were in the Old Testament were a form of blessing. So 
when you're lifting your hands, you're actually blessing the Lord. So blessing is also attributed to that. And then it can also be something in surrender, like giving surrender, like, God, I'm surrendering to you. And so you think of, like, <clears throat> if you're at, like, a basketball game or a volleyball game or any type of game, when the crowd is cheering, what are they doing? They're praising their team, right? So that's, like, same thing. Like, we praise the Lord, you can praise a team. You can do, because praise is that vocal, vocal part of it. So every time we get up and sing, that's why we start with that, is because we want to put focus on the Lord. We're, we're singing, we're singing praise to the Lord, and it, it's, it's just a part of what we believe here in this youth group and believe church to do is to start off by praising the Lord because what it actually does is it focuses our hearts on the Lord because sometimes, many times, actually, you could walk into the room and just be, have the worst of days. Like, you have a bad day, you've had a fight with your sibling, you're having a hard time with your parents or at school, and what praise does is it, it, it brings you to focus on Jesus because we're singing about him and eventually your heart gets there to where you actually are in a place of worship with the Lord. So praise is, praise is the amazing part of worship because it instills focus. Like it helps us to focus on the Lord. So after all of that, basically in summary, we can conclude that worship can take a place take place at any given time, right? You can worship the Lord at any time. Music can assist you to bring you to a place of worship, yes? It can bring you to a place of worship. And worship doesn't just have to take place on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning or, you know, at times of church. Like, you can do it on your own. It's something that you can actually do in your everyday life. Like, I'm sure you guys listen to the radio of K-Love and stuff. Like, that's worship, and you can worship not just with us when we're gathering, even though that's a really good time and, I believe, really powerful to worship together, but you can actually do it at any given moment because it's about the posture of your heart. And so I want to close with this because um, so we can break into discussion times and I'm really excited to give this message because I've been wanting to preach it to you guys for a long time because worship is, when I was your age, worship was the thing that changed my life. And part of the reason it changed my life so drastically was because it truly gave me just a, a beautiful, there, there's like a closeness that came to the Lord when I really understood worship. And that's my prayer for you guys. That's why we do worship and praise every Wednesday is because worship is such a beautiful key for being in the presence of the Lord. Like, it just gives you access to his presence, just one of the ways that you can gain access to his presence. And so I want to talk about why we worship and what, what the purpose really is. And you could have so many, so many reasons why you worship, but I'd say... The thing is because the Lord is worthy of our praise. Amen? Like, he's, he's worthy. He's worthy of our praise. Like, he died for you. He gave his life for you. And he's on the throne. He's king of kings. Like, 
that is why we worship. It's not because we want to get something in return or because such and such says I have to do this. Like, we should want to worship because we were created to worship, and he's worthy of our worship. Worship and praise bring focus, like I talked about earlier. And when we focus on God and declare who he is, when we sing these songs, a lot of them have scripture in it. Like, it puts him in his rightful place in our lives. Like, it says, Jesus, like, I love you above all of these things. Like, you are good and you are worthy because sometimes our minds can be on so many other things and our focus gets so off. Like, what worship does is it brings us back to that place of saying, Lord, you're first. Lord, you're first. You are worthy because you're first. It's a posture of your heart, your mind, your body, your emotions, like, that create a place for God to really be God in your life. Because we can worship so many other things, but when God is the Lord and when he's first in your heart, sometimes it makes a lot of things a whole lot easier, (laughs) really, because it just takes your focus off of what is actually going on, and it puts your, positions your heart to what is actually, like, worth your time, which is the Lord. Worship has God at the center, and when God is at the center, your lifestyle, your actions, your time, your relationships eventually start to become an act of worship because you want Jesus first in all of those things. So it's, it's the thing that I feel like sets the stage for all other things. Like having Jesus first in your life posturing your heart to worship him in all of those areas, like, it, it's life-changing, guys. It's life-changing because he's the only one that can turn the hardest situations around. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been in worship and my week and my life have been so hard, and then I enter into worship, and it's almost like those things just don't even matter anymore because when you see the bigness and the goodness of God, it's like, okay, I can face another day. <laughs> right, John? Because <laughs> he's good. He's good, and he's worthy, and he, he loves our worship, and he desires our hearts, and he desires, he desires our lives because he loves you. He loves you. And what I want to close with is a passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians verse, yeah, There you go, you have it. 3.18, (laughs) it says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So that scripture tells us that we are constantly being transformed into his image. And if you guys have heard the phrase, like, you become what you worship, basically, that's kind of what that scripture was saying. So as you worship the Lord and as you posture his heart, your heart to worship him, you become more like him because it's just a natural thing as a result of worshiping the Lord because you just want to be more like him. You're in his presence and it just transforms your life. So I'm setting Isaac up for next week, so I hope you guys want to come back next week and I didn't spew off too many facts, but (laughs) Isaac's going to be talking about that next week, that what worship is and, you know, that what, like, your life reveals what you worship. It really does. 
And so if you worship God, your, your life is automatically going to reveal Christ because he's the one that you're worshiping. He's the one that your heart is towards. So that's like all that I have. I should have prayed before I started, but I didn't because I forget to do that, which is not good <laughs> to pray. Yeah, I should. I should legitimately put it at the top. Thank you. I will do that next time. <laughs> so with that, let's pray, guys. Thanks for giving me your attention and helping me stay on track. <laughs> well, Lord Jesus, we love you, and we thank you so much for, for who you are. Lord, that you are worthy even when we don't feel like we're worthy, Lord, and you are worthy even when we have good days or bad days, God, because you remain the same. And I do pray for each of us that you would help us to have a deeper understanding of why we worship you and what it means and what it can mean to us personally, what it can mean to us in group settings, God, because you are so amazing and you are so, so good, Lord. And I pray that, that we would truly be able to understand it, God. Help this word settle into our hearts. Help us to just get a fire for you, Lord Jesus. Help us to be hungry for your presence, God, because you, you are so good and you just want to be with your kids. So I pray that you would just put a hunger inside of us that won't stop, Lord. And we just ask for your presence for the rest of the night to just lead and guide our conversations, Lord, and just thank you for who you are. We just give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.